Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Welcome back to another episode of Pushing Back Chaos with me, Paul Mel and McFadden. I hope you guys are all well out there. I hope you're uh I hope you're able to rally the troops and gather your energy and get on with your day with a smile and a twinkle in your eye and find some things to be great, grateful for. I heard a great saying the other day. It was um, that suffering ends the moment gratitude begins. And I've really been thinking about that. And uh, it brings happy thoughts. And I hope you guys are all having, having happy thoughts out there. Hey, Mike, how you going, buddy? What's going on in your world? Man, we've never opened up with a quote like that, but you just kind of grabbed me with it. Um, say it one more time. The suffering ends the moment gratitude begins. Hmm. That's great for me. Um, I needed to hear that, mate. Thanks. Um, yeah, I probably had one of the worst days yesterday, if I, uh, being transparent. Uh, I received some bad news. Um, well, potential bad news and we'll kind of get into that. We're just going to, uh, dive in, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I've been talking about my knee for the last couple of weeks and you know, something's wrong with it and I've been working on it and, you know, probably about two months now I've been going to work and doing all the stuff that I do at work with it. And, um, it's totally just been bothering me. Uh, I got my MRI results yesterday and I completely tore off my ACL and I have a bone fracture, um, in my leg and, um, I have to get surgery, um, relatively soon. And I have a six to nine month recovery time, possibly out to a year of before I'm quote back to normal, (laughs) whatever that means. But, um, yeah, man, my, just put it blatantly honest, like my whole, my whole life and my whole career just might've changed yesterday. And, um, it's, it's heavy and I have every right to just be feeling the river of emotions. I, I was kind of describing yesterday, like it felt like two rivers were smashing into each other, um, in, mm. in, in my chest, um, my work side on one side and just, I have to get back. I have to get back. Um, you know, this isn't fair. This is, you know, I'm, I'm better than this, you know, all these different things and what I want as a person. And then on the Mm -hmm. other side, I feel this other river flowing in of be patient, be still, um, my spiritual side, I guess it's like, I have something for you. Um, everything's going to be okay. This isn't, you know what I mean? Like it's this calmness that's feeding in. And if I'm being honest, like I really, I can't control what I can't control. I can't control that. I have no ACL right now. I can't control, (laughs) you know, that I can't do certain things or whatever. Um, all I can control is how I respond to this. Mm. And, you know, Melon and I talked the other day and I've talked with my mom and a few other people just about it. And it's, it's so good to be able to see the other side of 
just misery and pain when you're in adversity. Mm. And I don't say that like a badge of honor, but I'm very proud of the fact that um, I've been preparing for this and, and it and it has been like popping up in my mind because I always preach of like, there's, there's way things are going to go the way you want it to. And the way it does, uh, Melon always says, you know, it's like, Hey, it's the cards that you're dealt, not the ones you necessarily wanted. But I think what defines us is what do you do with them at the end of the day? Yeah. And there are so many things constantly every single day that just, we wake up and they just want to break us. They just want to beat us down and make us into miserable human beings. But that's not what we do here. That's not, not what we do. That's not what we do, man. It's not what you know, Melon and I are about. That's why he's in my life. Um, it's not what we want to promote. That's not what we want to share with people. It's like, hey, let's let's play it real. And we're going to talk about some very candid and honest things mm. about this today. And it's not about me. I, I just want to make that clear. Like this isn't me in a pity party about my knee or what I'm going through because we're all going through stuff. And I think it's just honestly another lesson um, that I can learn from and figure out how I can apply to help other people to help a future situation that hasn't even happened yet. Or for something yeah. similar for somebody that I care about where I can now, I can now go to them and speak to them with this experience and be like, Hey, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're going through. You're not by yourself. I'm going to help you get through it. Um, this yeah. is, this is a positive thing. And just personally for myself, I know if I, I've been working on my leg for two months and still doing my job, um, jumping out of planes and being underwater and running and, you know, all this stuff. Um, and that's not a bragging thing. That's, me trying to do my job until I knew what was wrong until I could get seen and do the medical procedure that I needed to do. Um, but it is a, and I'm, it's, it's kind of hard to describe. It's God stopping me to slow, slow me down because if I didn't stop myself, then I would probably keep going into my detriment and make it worse. And in a way, I'm grateful that he kind of did because I'm about to learn something that I never learned before. I'm about to experience something I never experienced before. I fully want to embrace it. I want to learn the lessons from it. I want to see how this makes me better uh, in a lot of ways. Um, so in a way, dude, I'm just kind of okay with it. Like we just, I mean, on, honestly, a big deal. Just to paint the picture for those people who haven't been with us for a long time, Mike is a current active duty SF member in the US military. He is on the podcast here under a pseudonym and he remains anonymous. You'll never see his face uh, or real details here. Um, but he operates, I think we can say, in an SF role. He's been doing that for a long time. This is his whole adult career He's in a senior position. He does all the crazy stuff. People who are familiar, military uh, types will be familiar, who can uh, picture the units we're referring to will have a pretty good idea of what Mike does. And suffice to say, most people who've seen movies and so on would have some uh, sense of what he does. And he's a real person. And so physical capability, like a, like a sportsman or a sporting woman, is very important in his role. 
And so to have a significant injury to a significant joint like the knee, and we're talking ACL fractures, surgery, and just he said there's six to nine months rehab and around 12 months to get back to feeling fully normal. Just like sporting uh, athletes, significant setback. Significant setback. And you can hear here the topic that we're talking about has just come out of what has happened in our life. We don't make notes or think about what, you know, there's no scripting here. This is just like us dealing with life as it comes up and sharing it with you guys. And so the topic today is how do we remain our, our best selves? How do we remain positive while dealing with adversity and setbacks? And this is a real thing that's just happened. And it's been serious. And I mean, I've got to shout out to the guy a little bit. He, he didn't just do it like this week. He did it some time ago and has been continuing a significant workup. Significant <laughs> is an understatement of the stuff he's done with effectively no ACL. He's got a little cobweb, a little, a little strand is all that's left <laughs> of his ACL. And he's been, he's been pushing it and he has been like, no, no, I'm going to train through this. I'll keep doing my exercise. I'll rehab myself. I'll do all the stuff that I've been told to do. But he finally got a scan result. And he's got a serious injury. And so, you know, who are we really when, who are we when the cards come out of the deck? Who are you when you're getting adversity? Who are you in a setback? And how, how can you still be yourself? How can you not have yourself and your feeling of who you are get smashed and thrown to the wind when you get a really significant setback? And, you know, this is this, a critical part of a career and Mike has spent his life working towards that he's in the middle of a training program and, and he's having to deal with this. And so this is just a raw unscripted conversation between two very good mates about, and we're, when we're really doing our best to share what, how we live, how we, how we apply the things we talk about in our lives when stuff really goes down. And you'll hear that from episode one of Pushing Back Chaos, uh, Nitro Over Drop Rider, right when we started back at the start of COVID. Talking about our biggest our biggest breakdowns in life, our biggest failures, all the way through to now, where we're past 150 episodes. And I just want to shout out to Mike for the honesty of um, being able to bring this to everyone and share really what's going on. And he's not putting, he's not gilding the lily, he's not putting a fake face on. This is really what he's like. And this is really what's going on in his life. And it's the times like these when things are tough that you really see what people are made of what their real character is. And it's it's freaking easy to be great when your team is winning. And it's almost like I don't care what you like on those days, you know, but show me the person on their hardest day and then you really know what they're capable of and what they're made of. I mean, we just had, we just had the Marcus really, quite we've been talking, um, the obstacle is the way. And the full quote is the impediment to action advances action what stands in the way becomes the way. And this is sort of what is happening in our lives, you know. I don't have an ACL destroyed, but I've got a knee that's not good and I'm trying to rehab and get fit and get myself back to playing rugby and I'm dealing with issues and I'm going to be seeing a, an orthopedic surgeon as well in the not-too-distant future. So there's two dudes with sort of smashed up, smashed up knee bones. How about we not just go and we meet in like uh... – 
I don't know. Let's just pick a nice island and then we'll get surgery and we'll just go to an <laughs> island and we can just hang out for a while for rehab. <laughs> we got halfway. We're made in Hawaii. Made base man. Yeah. Hang and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like definitely- this is the topic. How do how do we remain our best selves? How do we remain positive when dealing with adversity and setbacks? Yeah. Well, you mentioned episode one of Not Your Average Operator when I talked about no question the hardest mental emotional point of my life uh when i shared my story about how i dealt with all of that um back in 2020 that it was so bad that at a time i wish i i rather would have gone back to combat than dealt with the emotional stress and pain that i was going through um and i always said you know people ask me why it's like well because at, at least I know one who was trying to kill me and that it wasn't the closest person that I had in my life. You know what I mean? And it was like one of the hardest things that ever happened. <laughs> so, but now, if you know, for me, uh, I mean, I've been beaten up over the years. I've been dings and scratches and concussions and cuts and bruises mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know, associated with play, we'll say. But, uh, <laughs> but... uh this is the biggest physical setback i've ever had uh in my life so Mm. there's plenty to unravel and look at and learn from this and um yeah and and so have you melon you know you, you you've gotten some stuff and and i've already learned things from you from your experiences that you've already shared and I don't think that's ironic because of what we do, what we talk about. We talk about real life stuff. I mean, mm. you know, I think was it episode three, Pushing Back Chaos, we had Ashley Sneed on and she talked about, you know, man, I was listening to you guys last year about you and Cheza having a premature baby and how to handle it and what you went through and all this stuff. Um, and then a couple months later, she's having a premature baby and she's going through it too. And you guys were able to help each other just like going off of that story. And you've kind of shout out a quick thing. shout out to, to the need for Sneed, the Sneed family. Amazing uh progress with their little Anola Grace, little baby. It's just growing like a weed. And there was a recently a wedding anniversary and stuff. So it's just all the love and all the uh best wishes in the world to to Ashley and her family. Just a quick one, I just want to interrupt. She's an amazing she's an amazing Texan. Mama, right there. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah. Enola, man, she, she's named Enola after the Enola Gay that dropped the atomic bomb, just because she's the shit, and she's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very fitting. So, uh, but oh, um, God bless that little girl. But I yeah. mean, this is the thing, right? You know, like maybe we could open Mike with like, maybe you could describe what was going through your mind this is very personal so just let me know if it's too close to the bone but like what was going through your mind when the doctor let you know when he said you've got a torn acl the bones fractured this is a six to nine month rehab you're gonna need surgery yeah um well obviously i i got the mri close to a week ago or not a week ago but like last thursday night so it was a couple days of like mentally prepping myself. And of course my mind was going straight to the worry. Like, like what if this is really bad, you know, Mm -hmm. and your, your, your mind wants to jump to like the worst case scenario. 
a lot of the time. And I think you do that just to kind of like realize it and say it um, just to make it a reality when it comes out of your mouth that like this could be the possibility of reality. Uh, I was walking to the office yesterday and it was a beautiful day here. And I honestly just stopped and I, I prayed and I said, I said, God, whatever, whatever happens right now. And I walk into here, please don't let it change me uh, for the worst. And I said, and honestly, I just, I said, uh, I'm going to fully trust you that whatever comes out of this, this, this meeting and this diagnosis, um, this is what you want for me and that you have something bigger and greater for me in my life. And I don't want to run from it. I want to run to it. And I want to be a better man from this. And that's honestly the prayer that I said. And then I, I walked into the door and I'm sitting there for about maybe 10 minutes. And then he calls me back and he's like, hey, man, so take a seat. Let me bring it up. Blah, blah, blah. He's looking at the computer and he just looks at me. He goes, yeah, so your ACL is gone. And you have a bone fracture um, in the lower part of your leg above the knee. And I just kind of like sat there, man. And I like... <laughs> I was quiet, but then, yeah, of course, I felt that initial, like, disappointment. I felt that initial flash of, well, this isn't what I wanted, <laughs> you know, or this is terrible, mm -hmm. or you start having images of yourself, like, never being the same, and, but that was fleeting, and I honestly felt, um, I felt a sense of peace with it. Um, not because I, like there was, there was no relief for the fact that like I got hurt and now I'm going to have time off. Like there was no relief for that. The relief came with the sense of security and knowing that, you know, <laughs> this didn't kill me. Um, and there's opportunity here. Um, and anybody that, that knows me the last couple of years in, the work and effort that I've put in the people that have helped me along the way, like Mellon and people that have just reinforced and built rebuilt uh, my, my life and how I look at things and my faith and everything else. It's not the worst thing in the world. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I stood outside and was, had the ability to just be still and pray a little bit. Um, and honestly, I'm grateful, man. Like, I know so many guys who have had so much worse um, things happen to them in this, in this job. Uh, some of them I've buried already. And I'm just um, grateful that I've been able to do this this long. And I always say like, if you were to take this away from me right now, would I really be devastated? I would be very upset you know, because this isn't how I see things going. This isn't how I wanted it to unfold, but man, look at all the things I've been able to do with it. And some people would give everything they had to live the life that I've had or the, seen the things I've done or have the opportunities. And I can't forget that. And I need to be grateful. I need to be appreciative of my life and, and what I'm doing, but also ultimately who I am. Um, God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. And this is a big blow, man. I'm in the pinnacle of my career. The best job that I could possibly have. And I just got, I just got it.
you know, I literally just got knocked off my tower. Mm. And now what do I do? <laughs> right. That's the initial was like, well, now, now what do I do? And you feel lost. It's not the case. Um, I can't remember what episode, but there was a quote in there. It's like, if you, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Yeah. I feel like we've been preparing for things like this for a long time and that it's not a big a blow as it could be. Yes. And it, it, it just gives me reassurance that everything's going to be all right, Melon. Um, yeah. But also, it, like, you're, like, honestly, your attitude is pretty amazing. And I, you know, I just, I just want to acknowledge what it is we're talking about. You know, if this is a footballer, this would be or a rugby player, you know, NFL player, this would be a potential career-ending injury we're talking about. Someone in the role you're in, where everyone wants to get in that highly specialized community that everyone wants to get into, they all want all those guys <laughs> and girls want the job you're in now. So we're hmm. talking real, we're talking a genuine pinnacle, as Mike just said. And to be able to have the attitude that you are sharing with us. And just for everyone, he, he has been like this. This is exactly what he's like. He's not, this is not him putting on a brave face or an act or a suit of some kind, just because we're, you know, doing this in the podcast. This is exactly what Mark has been like with me offline. And just, there's no, there's no facade. This is, he's always like, he's always the way he is on him. I'll, I'll just, I just want to, I just want to, point to all the all the work that we've been doing, all the work that we've been doing, all the conversations we've been having, all of the willingness to stare into the uncomfortable places and let the light in and you know, find the areas of yourself where you really let yourself down, where you want to improve and being willing to take advice and being open to um other people and their story and how you can try and apply things you're hearing to be a better person. All of those things are like going to the gym and then this is the competition day. Do you know, like I really feel like who you are and what you've been doing. Like you, no one wants this, you know what I mean? No one wants the big setback. You're not, and we're not saying you're training for the big setback, but all of these other things in life that that does actually enhance your life and brings joy in and brings gratitude in, you know, it lets anger and resentment exit your life. All of these things have it. Uh, have you also, like you've been doing reps in the gym for the competition day for when a genuine difficult, shitty challenge that nobody wants lands on your desk, and all of us have them coming down the pipe. Like we have been talking about this for a very long time, you know, like these cards come for all of us at some stage. Like all of us are going to lose people we love. All of us are going to lose our own health. All of us are going to pass eventually. And that's just normal life. There's also malevolence out there in the world. There's bad people as well. And there's suffering coming for all of us. And by preparing and having your mind in the right place in your heart, your physical, mental, spiritual, emotional life focused in the right way, it has you be in a position where you can 
take a second outside and effectively, like your prayer, Mike, is pretty close to let this cup be taken from me. Yeah, not as I will, but you will, effectively, is what you said. Please don't let this diagnosis change me for the worse, but I'll accept it if that's what's coming, is really what you were praying. Mm -hmm. And to say that to say that there's an opportunity in the challenge, Marcus Aurelius, the obstacle is the way, is really true. Like all of the times when you look back in your life and you're like, the things that were hardest at the time that you definitely didn't want and you wouldn't choose to revisit. We look back at these and you're like, you know that these were all critical turning points where you developed some new strength or you let go of some weakness and you became a better version of yourself over time. And it's just a, it's just a, honestly, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing to have you as a mate and to hear the way that you're talking about uh, facing this. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a fairy tale, man. It's, it's real life. And I mean, who, who can look at like something like rugby and be like, oh, I'm never going to get injured. I'm going to be the only guy that never goes through all of this and doing it for over a decade and never get hurt. It's like, dude, what fantasy world are you living in? <laughs> you know, and just talk about realistic expectations. Hey, mm. what would you do if the worst day of your life came to tomorrow? Who would you be? Mm. What would you do? How would you treat other people? What would you say to them? What would you say to yourself? Mm. Um, there's so many different things in there. Notice, and, and I've said this before, is like, I'm not asking why. I don't care about the why right now. Yeah. I, I don't. The why will come to me, but it's what can I do with this? What can I do with this opportunity? What can I show myself? What can I show other people that are maybe going through the same thing? And that's where you get your purpose. That's where you get your your new view that that's being given to you. Um, you can choose not to take it. You can have self-pity and uh, be remorseful yeah. or be angry and just point yeah. the finger. You know, you, there's so many different things, man. But who are you going to be then? Are you going to be somebody that your friends look up to, that your family looks up to, that your children look up to? Yeah. Probably not. Like, what are you teaching them? What are you showing them by throwing away all the work and all the values and character and mm. everything away for, for, for what? So like if I hang around somebody and they're really fun and they're really good in all the good times. And then when shit gets bad, they just turn into the most toxic, disgusting, miserable person all the time. It's just like, dude, I want to help you, but I can't even be around you with how negative you are. Like you're going to start dragging other people down in, in a sense. And it's like, do you want to be that guy? Or girl, no, I I don't want. I just don't want to live like that. And you don't you don't learn that until you go through serious adversity, until you learn to address that adversity instead of acting like it doesn't exist. You know, we're we're human beings, man. We're not fairy tales. We're not machines. We're not Hollywood actors where things just play out how you think they're gonna go. It's you just can't. It's it's a big deal. And it you can't suddenly develop resilience is, is something that I think is really clear for people in our community. People, military first responders and their families, I think all have really understand how it, it takes exposure. It's like exposure therapy to build up the calluses on your hands, you know. If you're going to do a hard day on the tools in the yard, you know, the first day is pretty horrendous. 
And then after a couple of weeks, you know, you're good to go. Your hands, you know, the gym or whatever it is you're doing here. You can't, you can't do this. You can't be like, yeah, yeah, I'll be loose with my word. I won't practice integrity. I won't practice gratitude. I won't um, release resentment, forgive people, etc. And then have a hard day and be like, on the hard day, I'll be great. It's just, it's just not going to happen. You know, you, you're not going to be able to hold on to your best self, which is what we're talking about. How do you be your best self? How do you be a positive self when you're dealing with adversity? And it's it's really clear that the, the the path you're going to be on into your rehab, the physical outcome that you'll end up in will be very different. You know, you, physically what, what will end up, you're going to, you're squaring your shoulders to the foe. You're pushing to get surgery and treatment as soon as possible to start the rehab as soon as possible. You're going to be getting into that rehab with every fire of your body. Like i had knee surgery, not as severe, but I did have knee surgery 12 months ago and I've rehabbed pretty hard, you know, like I've really built, built my strength back up to almost lifetime strength, best ever at the moment. Unfortunately, I can't run, I can't run for, for a dam and I've also taken some damage, I think, that I'm going to have to uh, see a surgeon and get some scans and, and get to the bottom of I think I've got some bone-on-bone damage in my knee. Yeah. But at least I'm strong now, you know, if I'm going to have to have surgery, I've got a good base level of strength and fitness that I wouldn't have had. And I wouldn't have got back to this point if I hadn't had that. So it's like your mental attitude is going to determine the physical outcome that the, the organism ends up in. And it's also going to determine the emotional state you're going to be in. You know, is this the time when you just start moaning and look for a dog to kick and head down to a bar and dive in or, you know, yeah. first of many six packs. And like that is what a lot of people have done, a lot of people will, will do in the future as well. Like how you, the attitude you have now, the mentality you have now that is been a natural product of who you have been being for the last couple of years has it that you're clearly on a trajectory to deal with this in a certain way. And if you hadn't been doing those things, you know, and you just sort of, you don't have a bank account of resilience of dealing with hard times and being great in hard times, you get a heavy blow. It can really derail you and it can derail you physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And that's very difficult to recover from. Yeah. And I, man, great points. Regardless of what happens to you in one of those areas, whether it's emotional, mental, or physical, one is always going to bleed into the other. And there's something to learn from every aspect. So like right now I have a physical injury but it does affect your mental health. It does affect your emotional health. Uh, invite, you know, and switch those around. If you have mental health, it affects your physiological self and your physical capability because of what your mind's telling it to do or can't do. Um, you know, you can, you can go down and see and be like, man, yeah, I've definitely had those times because we've all had those times. We've all been emotionally distraught, got some terrible news. We're heartbroken. We don't want to work out. We think we're weak. We have a poor vision of ourselves. You know, this example, mm. there's work to be done in all aspects of life. There's something to be learned in all aspects. Because if you just focus on the one, you know, if I'm just sitting here, sitting around on my couch, which, you know, obviously is our best version of ourselves when we're sitting on the couch. But if I just sit there and go, wow, my knee, my knee's broken. My knee's broken. 
Nope. Can't do that. My knee's broken. Nope. Can't talk to this person. Nope. Yeah. My knee's broken. And it's just one that's going to get really annoying. <laughs> Maybe not just to you, but to everybody else. Um, and you're just missing so many opportunities uh, to, to learn from and go forward. Um, I can't remember the quote, but I was reading it yesterday and it was just basically talking about, you know, do you really live a, a life? Like some people don't even live. They're just alive. And mm. the things that make you feel alive is the thing that bring you closest to pain and death um, because you learn appreciation. And, you know, if you really sat back and you go, man, I just wish I had the perfect life. I wish I just had everything given to me, everything that I prayed for, everything that I wanted or worked for, that it just came to me with no adversity, with no setbacks, with no anything like that. No character development, ultimately, is what I'm saying. Who would you mm -hmm. really be for yourself and to all the people that are around you? And when adversity would hit, would you be somebody that would be dependable? Um, that someone else could look to if you were in a village and you had a responsibility and adversity hit and they came to you and go, okay, what are we doing? And if you honestly just kind of shrug your shoulders and you're like, ah, I don't really know, then what are you doing? What's your purpose? Like, what are you in your life vision? What are you in your friend circle? What are you in your family? Mm. That should drive you, man. That should wake you up if you don't know. And just like, man, I, I need to start. I need to start identifying who that is um, because I want to be dependable. I want people to appreciate me. I want to appreciate them. I want to be part of something bigger than myself. And that's that's how I feel, man. It's, it's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> I mean, I've been, um, I broke the news to all my guys last night and they're, they're away. And again, I took it as a, like a learning lesson and I just said, Hey, this happened and I can't control it, but all I can control is how I respond to it. And mm. I want to be back. I want to be on deployment with you. And that is, that is my goal is to get back and finish this thing out. And even if I don't, right, because that pops in your head, even if it doesn't turn out the way I want it to, at least I gave it my all. And I know mm. I, I know I tried my hardest and no one will ever take that away from me. And having having dealt with some really like near death family stuff, really serious health stuff, my daughter being super prem, uh, born at 23 weeks, she only weighed just over a pound. She was 570 grams when she was born. We had 173 days in hospital and then, you know, five years later, cancer for my wife. And so dealing with those really serious health things has been unfortunately something I have done. It is a bit, it's a big deal to deal with this stuff. And Saying that statement with the user said, I can only control my response. It transforms everything else that comes after it. You know, being getting that clarity and you're not going to get that clarity in a minute. You know, you, you've got this clarity at the moment because you have been cultivating stoicism. You've been thinking these thoughts about being grateful when things are good and imagining hard times and knowing you've been good in hard times and, You've been developing emotional resilience. You've been building faith and trust in yourself when things have gone down 
you've been getting stronger and stronger in your ability to deal with them. You've been practicing adaptability. So A didn't work, I'm going to go with B. B didn't work, I'm going to go with C. And just being like that's been how you've been dealing with life, right? Right. With the support net, with the support network, family, coworkers, friends, these things that you, that you'd ideally want to do for anyone in their normal life is going to just have you get through these times of challenge. You, you know, ten, a hundred, a thousand times better than if you didn't have them in place. Hmm. So, it's like all of the things that we're talking about here: support networks, adaptability, resilience, and stoicism. They're great for the day to day. They're no no joke. They will transform your life, and you're practicing these things. And then when when you get a serious serious bit of bad news, you're going to be in a position where the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual response is going to be optimized. And like Mike has said, there's no crystal ball, and there's no guarantees in life. And you can be totally okay that. In these hardest times, you had clarity. You were not taken away into reaction and upset and you know anger and resentment and so on that, that took you away from the moment where you could do perhaps do your research, get second opinions, get the advice and start getting treat, treatment. And you'd be able to say you did everything. And this is what I was able to say with my daughter who had many, many, many near-death experiences and my wife that there wasn't any stone we left unturned. And if the worst had come in those situations, I wouldn't, I would have been, I don't know. I don't know if I would have, how I would have dealt with it because thank God I never had to deal with it. But at least I wouldn't have had the secondary feeling of I didn't, there's a thing I could have done if I wasn't so upset that day and I hadn't been out, you know, I could have spoken to the doctor and got some advice or if I, you know, if I hadn't done some extra research and we'd, oh, there's this diet we could have followed, you know, I didn't research it. You're going to have to live with that as well. That you not only had this thing happen, but you haven't, you didn't do your best. You know, your knee got blown during this fluke injury, this crazy incident occurred in your knee, you got injured. And then you're so pissed off you didn't get the treatment in the treatment window and it's now three months later and we can't do the surgery or whatever. And so there's a regret that can come from not being clear and not being in the moment and not being able to pursue every thread to the maximum that at least you can say, if, if worse comes to worse, I did my best. And you don't have to live with regret and the what if, what could have happened if only I had dot, dot, dot. And that's not nothing either, you know. No. And the chances of you get the chances of you getting a positive outcome when you're pursuing every possible strand with every fiber of your being and you you know you're doing everything you're talking to everyone you're being you're, you're present you're you're engaged but the chance of getting a positive outcome obviously you've maximized it as well but having been there it's a big deal to be able to say that you really did everything and you did not leave any stone unturned and that you know yeah, and, the regret and, you'd feel. What's the what's the positive outcome? You know, think about that question. You know, like, okay, you you aim for the stars and you only hit thirty thousand feet, right? Is that yeah? Is that still good? Yeah, yeah, it's still pretty good. I mean, you know, after this conversation, you know, I'm I'm gonna 
make some lunch and then I'm going to go to the gym and work out, man. Like my other leg and my stomach and my upper body and everything that's not broken. You know, I can still get up and go do stuff. Like I'm still going to go to the gym and go work out. Like there's nothing stopping me from that. I'm totally fine. I still have freedom of movement. I can still get in my truck and go drive somewhere. Um, yeah, I have it. I have like a full custom knee brace that I have to wear and put on to support my leg, but you know, I'm not, I'm not in a wheelchair. I'm, I'm not crawling anywhere. <laughs> you know I mean? Things can be so much worse. So when I think about exactly what you said of just, man, a positive outcome, man, that, that could be 10 different things that can be yeah. 10 different levels of looking at it. Like best possible outcome. Oh, I get surgery. It's like nothing ever happened to my knee. I'm perfectly fine. And yeah. I'll run a marathon, you know, next year. Great. Cool. Probably not going to happen. But uh, <laughs> no desire to really do that right now. <laughs> Man, I just see you run a marathon and I'm like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but looking at it, it's just like, man, like, what do I really want the rest of my life? It's like thinking long term, man, I can get up on my own. I don't need assistance. Uh, God willing, mm. I have children. I can get up and pick up my own kids mm. and not have to worry. I can go to the park and watch them play on the swing sets and push them. And I don't have to worry about you know, being on crutches or uh, in a wheelchair, or like anything else. Like there's so many layers that I can like choose to face that are a lot worse than what is. And just to go through them and, and like, you know, it's kind of like if they were on an app and you're swiping, it's just like, oh, this is good. Swipe right. If this is bad, swipe left. I can just go through all those scenarios and, and like check them off and be like, not even like, not even in the picture, not a possibility, not happening, doesn't exist. And it just eliminates a lot of the doubt and the fear. And, um, you know, I, I've kind of been doing that, I would say, the last like 24 hours since I got the news is just uh, facing the uncomfortable and eliminating like that's not even in the picture. So just get out of my mind. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that worst casing something. It could have been this instead of, you know, this I'm in this shitty situation. If you can't imagine things worse than how things are, I really think that you've just had a failure of imagination. You know, there's, there's still someone, there's still probably millions of people who'd swap everything they've got with what you've got on your worst day. That's what everything they've got on their best day. And there'd be some of them who are experiencing joy and happiness as well and gratitude and all of those. They're the best being the best selves and they're being positive selves. You know? Yeah. And there's there's a way of thinking about things that they have had access to that if you're stuck in the negativity, you don't have access to. And worst casing things generates gratitude for sure. You know, picturing how things could have played out much worse. You know, I think about it sometimes, you know, my, in my family, if we were born, if we were living 20 years earlier and definitely there would have not, my daughter would not have survived. If it was five years earlier, she wouldn't have survived. But if it was just 20 years, wouldn't have survived. Wife wouldn't have survived. So it would have been Michael and I. And I just can't even imagine how different that life would be. You know, and if you if you're only looking at the upside that you didn't get and you never stop to think about the manifold millions of negative downsides you didn't get, then you know, you really you're really gonna miss out on something. Like you can generate immediate gratitude for where you are when you think about how much worst things could have been and how lucky you have been and how many blessings you have. Hmm. Wow, man. I love the idea of you going down there with your 
freaking bionic knee, your Robocop leg, and working out the other side of your body and your upper body. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, it's because I want to, but also, too, like I said, man, I could just accept that, man, I'm broken right now, and I can just be like, I don't have to do a damn thing. Um, That's not who I am. I like to see the silver lining in things now um, because of past experiences, because I chose to look at the hard and accept the hard and, and choose to do the steps required to, to get past her. Even when it felt like I was just still going backwards or I was falling, that still taught me resilience. It taught me lessons that I needed to learn in order to deal with stuff like this. And you know, what am I supposed to say, man? Like I show up with like skinny arms and no shoulders and no back, no abs. And I'm, and I get fat over the next six to nine months. And people are just like, Oh, what happens? Like, well, my knee, my knee hurt. It's like, so the rest of you just got fat and sloppy. pieces. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that doesn't make sense. Right. And if I want to use yeah. that as an excuse, then probably it's in my character to take any tiny little thing and use that as an excuse why I didn't do the bigger thing. Mm. And what kind of person wants a person around like that? You yeah. know, it's, it's just doesn't, it, it's not, it's not conducive to building a, a good life, a good personal view of yourself, a good circle of friends, people you can depend on just doesn't fit. Yeah. It's funny having, you know, Having gone down something similar 12 months ago, knee surgery, meniscus, and so on, and then rehabbing as best I could, couldn't really run. I got really right back into the weights, you know, like I, I found it difficult, but I really built my strength right back up to the strongest I've ever been. And I was freaking heavy though, you know, I was like, there's a chicken and egg thing happening. Like I've just always had running, I've always had rapid movement as part of my lifestyle. And I was like, man, that's not happening anymore. And I was sort of, you know, like laming my knee a little bit, you know, I'm carrying a few extra kilos here, pounds, speaking of North America. And I wasn't feeling very good about myself and I was freaking strong at least. But then in the last couple of months, I really like sort of gripped that up and sorted out my diet and just did what I could. And at least I've, I've dropped quite a bit of weight at least and I'm, leaner and fitter and i was like i was like well i can't i can't do the the cardio the high speed intensity the sprint stuff that i normally do i'll do other things and you know wherever i'm at now whatever damage i've inflicted in my knee at least i'm in a different situation to be able to take the next step and you know i'm not sort of feeling feeling down about myself as well you know catch a glimpse in the mirror like man <laughs> what happened i don't normally look like this arm and knee you know, and it's like a. I, I also just, yeah, as an aside on the physical thing with the knee, I feel like losing, a, dropping a bit of weight is helpful. You know, like I'm a pretty heavy dude. I'm like well over, I'm over 220 pounds, over 100 kilos. So it's just like a little bit of weight off is also a good thing, just specifically for joint injuries in your legs, obviously. But there's really something, Mike, about that you've been saying here about embracing the challenge. And viewing this as an opportunity and, and thinking about who am I going to get to be on the other side of this, it is very admirable, but it's also, I think all of us, the people listening to this can think about 
our own life and what there's, I know that all of us have some really big challenge at the moment and we can view it as something bigger than us. that's like going to crush us or can we can view it the way Mike's talking about here as an opportunity to develop ourselves into a slightly better version or a much better version of the person who will deal with the challenge that you're facing right now. You, the listener who's here with us, your big challenge in, in your life. If you deal with this successfully and you maintain, as Mike's been saying, you, your best self and your, and your positivity while dealing with it, who would you be on the other side of it? Who would you be having this in the rear vision mirror and a great mental outlook and emotional outlook and spiritual outlook and, and all the rest of it? And I feel like that's the challenge for all of us to be able to think, how can we apply some of this stuff in our own life with our own big challenge? You know, I'm thinking about family returning to Australia and our next chapter, which is sort of fast approaching, you know, and I can get stressed about it and stress out and stuff. And exactly what Mike's been saying here, like picturing who who I would who I would have to be to have this challenge in my revision mirror and have had it resolved really in the best possible way. I think, wow, that would have to be a pretty extraordinary version of myself. And it can, it can change. And something. It's like a, you know, like the strong desire to be that. You can get a real positivity when Mike has said that there's an opportunity in this. Like, wow, that, like, that would be an amazing opportunity to, to get to be that person who has this big challenge behind them, has this big challenge, something that's in their diary as tick, wow, I can, can't believe I did that. And that's all of us. All of us have that. Jordan yeah. Peterson talks about, you know, that the only thing that can offset the suffering of being alive, the suffering where we all know we're going to end up passing, people are going to get sick, et cetera, and the malevolence of life, the malevolence of that there are also bad people out there. There are Hitlers and Stalins, et cetera. The only thing that can offset that suffering is a massive meaning and, and, and a, shouldering the biggest burden you can, carrying the heaviest load, the furthest distance up the steepest hill is the only thing to be able to go, I did that. I've I've done something. I've carried a massive responsibility and I've done something positive. Is the only thing we have to do to offset is suffering that can come to us. And I think all of these things together, my talking about remaining his best self and maintain the positivity, embracing the challenge. Some of the stuff around um, when you're starting to get hints of bad news coming, Mike talked about his mind going off into the worst case, maybe mentally preparing for that in the in the what-if stage, having his prayer before going in, Don't please don't let this diagnosis change me for the worse, which is just please don't let this diagnosis change me for the worse. It's just an extraordinary prayer that there's an opportunity here. I can only control my response. Me talking about stoicism, developing emotional resilience, implementing adaptability, and using our support network that we've done episodes on. I'm hopeful that everyone who's listening is able to think about this big challenge in their life and see an opportunity for themselves to apply some of these things and see who you can create yourself as, having successfully dealt with it. Mike, is there um, is there anything else you wanted to share share with us? Any other thoughts or feelings that have come up for you while 
in this short period since you got told this news? Well, it sounded like you just put out a challenge, a Melons challenge. I did. Is that what it I did. Like? I, I did. I'm trying to put out a, a Mike's challenge Melons version. <laughs> I like it, man. I liked it. No, that's, that's a good one. Uh, I was actually thinking of uh, something along those lines. But um, I, I guess in closing, man, all, all I'll say, you know, I'm not – I'm not a preacher, man. I'm not up here sitting there saying, you know, I know what to do in every situation. I don't. I ask a lot of questions. I I research. I I seek out great minds that are that have been through way more stuff than I have, or even in the past in history and books. Better leaders, better men. Uh, I'll find them all day. Uh, but it's all been worth it when I put the time and the effort into to try and see these different views of great people who have gone before me. And personally, like, do I ever think that I'll even hold a candle to some of these people? No. Um, do I want to be? Yes. And that kind of drives me. Um, I would say the, the last biggest thing that really you know, I talked about those two rivers colliding in me yesterday. I sat, I sat at the coffee shop yesterday outside, just sitting in the sun, having a coffee and kind of absorbing all of the emotions that I wasn't repressing them. I was feeling them like, okay, what is this? Yeah. How does this feel? Yeah. That's fear. That, that sucks. I'm scared. What's going to happen with my career? What's going to happen with this? Um, when I went through that, I was really like, okay, if that happens, what could be the worst outcome? And I said, is it really that bad? What did I really gain that probably was going to end anyway? Versus what do I have to gain still? And like I said, I'm choosing the unknown versus the known. Yeah, I know my knees tore up. I know my... Mm career is going to take a hit. I know this, I know that, but like what else is there as still a possibility and how do I get to it? And I, like I said, I feel a sense of peace that maybe the next chapter of my life is, is turning the page right now. And just personally, you know, God knows what I've been praying for, for a long time now. And maybe he's just yanking me back saying, Hey, I got you. I've heard you. I listened to you and I need you to trust me. Like I have, I have the best thing for you and I needed to trust me and let it go. And I, I said that before I went to bed last night. Um, I think I'm just going to give it up all to him because the last time I tried to handle everything on my own and tried to control, uh, it didn't turn out too well. And, you know, one of the, the other prayers is just, you know, what is it? The prayer of serenity and talking about, you know, give me the wit or I'll, I'll butcher it, but basically like, give me the wisdom to understand what I can control and what I can't. Um, mm -hmm. and to see the difference in both. And, uh, this is, this is life, man. This is just the journey of life and the ups and the downs. And there's, there's mountains and there's, valleys and i'm in the valley but i'm not blind anymore like i can be in the valley and still look up and see the sunrise on top of the 
on, on top of the mountain and be like, yeah, well, I've been down here before and I know I'm not by myself. I just need to open my eyes and look around and there's going to be a group of us that are going to climb back up there and I'll be back up there again. Mm-hmm. And um, I just feel like God's going to put those people in my life and some of them are already in them, including you. And it's just like, man, let's uh, let's get your gear on and let's get ready to climb, man. It's going to be a good time. We're going to we're going to have good times, good memories out of this and let's do it. And uh, if you're going through something like that out there, which I know probably mm-hmm. everybody is in some way, shape or form, you're dealing with a setback, you're dealing with adversity or being scared about something physical, phys- um, emotionally, mentally, whatever. It's OK. Mm-hmm. It's OK. Like, f- feel it, acknowledge it, ask for help. Um, realize that if you still woke up today, you, you still have plenty to do. There's still purpose for you. Life is going to change whether we want it to or not. We're all going to get old. We're all going to break. We're all going to lose people. We're all going to like, it's all going to happen anyway. And just being the best version of yourself when that day shows up, I guarantee you're going to be proud of yourself. Other people are going to like look up to you. But not just selfishly, but you're going to be there to be able to help other people through the, their worst times. And I think that's what Melon and I are trying to do. And that's a, that's purpose within itself. And that's the big picture. And that's who we should strive to be. I do love these chats with you, mate. Same. Thanks very much. For, thanks very much for bringing this to the community and sharing this. It's not a trivial thing to really expose yourself. I heard the I heard the other day another good one, which is that you're vulnerable until you're willing to share the fact that you're vulnerable, and then you're invulnerable. <laughs> so you can make while you're trying to hide your vulnerabilities, you're vulnerable. And the moment that you share them with people, you're invulnerable. Ah, oh, so thanks for sharing all of this with us. Um, I really appreciate it. I appreciate having you as a friend. Oh, for man, everyone listening, you're like, you're like a brother to me, man. <laughs> means a lot you say that everyone listening uh, if you like this content subscribe share it out into community leave us a review every review we get um, bump the algorithm on the different uh, podcast platforms so that other people get a chance to listen to it as well we never get a dime for anything we're doing here we just want to share and see how far the ripples can spread so until next week take care